98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. All right, 5 o'clock hour of the Burns and Gambo show here on this Thursday afternoon. 5 o'clock? I know. The queen died today. The queen died. She did. Yes, she 96 did. years old. Why do people get so close to 100 and then die? Like Betty White, the queen. Like so many people get so close to 100 and then just don't make it. These are questions that I so close. can't answer. I'm just trying to figure out how the Cardinals are going to get by without Rondell Moore. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, if I'm, you trying, want, to figure, I can, I'm trying to figure out life problems. I, I'm trying. If you'd like, I can think about why people don't quite make it to a hundred. I was hoping uh, you get to a hundred. A hundred is hard to get to. A hundred is very, very hard to get to. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna. I think they're gonna have a moment of silence before the, uh, Queen. the NFL game tonight. Yeah, I've been Queen, Queen of England for. 70 whatever years. I know. She used to deal with Winston Churchill during World War II. Like, literally, she dealt with Winston Churchill would come meet with her and talked about the plans in World War II. And, uh, wow. I want to circle back to our top story of the day just real quick, and we'll probably continue to touch on it in case you haven't heard. Of course, Zach just mentioned it in the update just a second ago. Um, Rondell Moore, we don't have any more details. I imagine we'll the Cardinals don't provide a ton of details when it comes to the injuries. But he suffered a hamstring injury in practice today. Uh, this Aaron, Nels, Aaron Aaron Wilson was the first to report this. Uh, from an unauthorized source, quote, he went down running a route, it seems serious, close quote. Uh, he's apparently getting an MRI. I don't know if we're going to get more results on that anytime soon. He's missed a lot of time in his college career because of injuries. Hamstring injuries in particular have yeah. caused him problems. Twice. It missed eight games one year, three games the next year. He's missed uh, grade one hamstring strains, cost him a lot of games at Purdue. Yep, it's probably why he wasn't drafted higher than he was when the Cardinals probably. nabbed him in the second round because he had he just he'd only played in seven games two years combined with but had that one year. Oh, well, that one year was extraordinary, right? And and so you worry about that. You worry about getting into a shootout with Kansas City on Sunday, and now you're down one of your best weapons. Uh, in that regard, it was not a good day. Now it's on Vance Joseph and the Cardinals defense to figure out a way to slow down Patrick Mahomes so it doesn't turn out into a pure shootout. On Sunday, this defense has a lot of question marks, a ton of question marks. And yet the Cards defensive coordinator, when he met with reporters today, indicated he's very comfortable with his defense and how young they are. Because nine of the 11 starters we've drafted and developed outside of J.J. and Vitch. And all those kids are ours, you know, so they know what they're doing, right? And, I mean, we have a great staff. You know, I mean, they're being coached hard every single day. You know, so to beat us, you got to beat us. You know, it won't it won't be easy. You know, we're young, but we're experienced in the system, you know, and uh, that's the way you want to be on defense. You want to be young. We're fast. You know, we know what we're doing. We can tackle. We're going to play hard and fast and attack people. So we'll see what happens happens on Sunday. Obviously, you know, the, the national per- perception of our defense is young and it's a bunch of unknowns, but, you know, we don't feel that way. I hate to break it to you, Vance, the local perception of your defense <laughs> that you're young and inexperienced. That's, that's not yeah. just a national thing, my friend. That's a local thing, too, because this defense has me scared to death. I mean, just yeah. I mean, even if they had everybody healthy, which they don't, J.J. Watt didn't practice again today. Trayvon Mullen, their new acquisition at core, uh, didn't uh, practice I, again I, today. I said it yesterday. I'm going to say this again. I have a lot of concerns about J.J. J.J. Watt's two years here with Arizona right now. You should. That he's going to be, he's going to be Emmett Smith. That he is going to be Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith was two years in Arizona. Nobody even remembers it. J.J. Watt, maybe two years in Arizona. His first year in Arizona, played in seven games, had one sack. I give him a lot of credit for fighting hard to come back for that Rams game when most people would have, 99% of NFL players would have never made it back for the Rams game. He did. Hats off to him. I credit him. But if he's 
Like, if he doesn't deliver this year, this is two years of a waste of $31 million. Now, we're halfway through it, so there's still time for him to, you know, justify that signing. But right now, that looks like a total waste of money. I'm hoping that that he could be healthy this year because they don't need him to just be healthy. Like, they need him to be good. They need him to be you good. You paid him $31 million. You're not paying him a veteran's minimum. Yeah. This isn't you paid the guy a veteran's minimum and, you know, you're, and you hope that he does. No, you paid him money expecting him to be a dominant force for you. J.J. Watt didn't practice today with the calf. Uh, Trayvon Mullen didn't practice today with the toe. They did get Marcus Golden back. That's good news. First time he's practiced since August 1st. Again, yeah. toe injury was a contractual. Not really sure. No one's really saying. Zach Ertz wasn't out there. That's more on the offensive side of the ball. But Vance Joseph talking about his defense. And he said, yeah, there's been some setbacks this year. But his belief in the defense was backed up by Buda Baker. He said he's very angry just to prove that this defense is good. Most definitely, most importantly, um, you know, it's going to be the first time the, the real, you know, defensive 11 is going to be on the field. And, uh, you know, I have a great time with those guys in practice. We communicate very well, play at a high level in practice, and uh, just got to take that on to the game. Look, I love the enthusiasm. I was reading an ESPN prediction piece today, and the bold prediction they had for the Cardinals this year that Vance Joseph was going to do such a good job with the defense that he was going to be in line to get head coaching jobs next year. Great. If that happens, the Cardinals are going to be a really good football team because I, I I think if, if Vance he's a head can, coaching candidate, yeah, because if Vance can do that with this defense this year, it might be his best coaching job of his Cardinals career. Because I just think they've there's so many question marks defensively that don't have answers right now. They spend and and I, we had this a couple of weeks ago. I'd have to go look for it, but the Cardinals spend so much more money on their offense compared to their defense. So that that's what they do. So the defensive spending compared to the rest of the league is. So the Cardinals are sixth in the NFL. I just found it. The Cardinals are sixth in the NFL at offensive spending compared to the rest of the league. Sixth at one hundred eleven million dollars. They're twenty first on defense with eighty four million. So the Rams are twenty. 7th on offense, but the Rams are 8th on defense. The 49ers are 12th on defense. The Cardinals are 21st. So, Cardinals offensive spending compared to spot track, $111 million on offense, 84 on defense. So, they spend a lot more money on their offense than their defense. So, you know, so Vance is up against it already because you don't have the same, you know, you're not, you're not drawing from the same amount that the offense is. But there's a lot of young players on this defense that you're gonna, that you're gonna count on. And if these guys click, you know, if and I mean it's not just Zabin Collins and Isaiah Ooh. Simmons, it's Majai Sanders and Cameron Thomas and uh, Victor Dimukeji. If these guys click, then you might have something special here. But that's asking a lot. Well, that's the point he was he was making. He said, "Look, other than JJ Watt and Nick Vigil, these are all homegrown guys, and, and in a way that's good, but in a way that's part of the question mark. Because let's again be honest, the Cardinals haven't had the best success in drafting guys like this. And so when you're talking about Rashard." Lawrence, Zach Allen, Dennis Gardeck, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, you know, Boot is great, Jalen's great, Marco Wilson, we'll find out, Byron Murphy, this is a big year for Byron Murphy, this is a big, big year for Byron Murphy, because he, like a lot of them, faded last year. Yeah, and you just saw, like, Jalen Thompson get the extension, and you, you know, you're, you're, you're under consideration. Sure. Now, you got to prove, you know, you got to prove that you're worth, but 
like he is under consideration for an extension. This is also the first time we heard from Vance on Isaiah Simmons wearing the green dot. And we joked about it earlier. I don't know if we've ever talked more about who's wearing the green dot in the history of the Burns and Gambo show than we have in the last four or five months, right? It's been a steady stream of conversation. Who's going to be the signal caller? Who's going to get the, the radio signals in from the sideline? Today, Vance talked about Isaiah having the green dot. He's a linebacker. That's his job. You know, he's, he's a bright guy. He really is. You know, he has to get used to me giving him keys for other players. You know, we've got one green dot, you know, so he has to spread the message, you know, to the DBs, to the front, you know, what's going on by D&D, why that call is being made. So having a green dot, that's a big responsibility. It's not just calling the play. It's explaining why I called the play. It's playing the game through my eyes, and that's where he has to grow, and that's the, that's the challenge. If he wants it, he has to do that for me. There was some thought they were going to give it to I a safety. That. I do, too. There was some I thought love. that Jalen was going to get it yeah. or Buddha was going to get it. And Isaiah, he, look, he called him a linebacker, but we know Isaiah. One of the things when we're here on Monday that I'll be, I can't wait to talk about is, is where he, he lined up. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just knowing where he lined up for the game. Yeah. How many snaps here? How many, how many snaps how there? How many snaps as linebacker? How many, can't how many wait to slot see corner? It. Yep. Can't wait. How many to times see it. did he rush the passer? How many times did he blitz? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Listen, he said, I, "I told you this. I thought he had a good year last year. Now I think the ceiling's a lot higher, but I thought he had a good year. He was like third on the team in tackles. He was like, I thought he was fine. Yeah, but like again, I mean, and you've said this. Like you, you were the you were a first round pick. Like just being fine's not good enough. You've got to elevate your game to be worth. There was a lot of like if you redrafted." That draft, he wouldn't get picked where the Cardinals picked him. He get picked a lot later. No, because so you got to justify that yes. they took you in that spot, and to do that, you kind of got to be great mm-hmm. as a linebacker. Got to be great. I mean, Micah Parsons, what he you got it like if you're a linebacker and you get drafted, you got to make an impact. When First we round. Ca- when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station, it's what every organization wants with their franchise quarterback: harmony, peace. It's hard to find, as we've seen in the NFL this year. So why is it that Kansas City has it with Patrick Mahomes? We'll talk about that coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. (laughs) The phrase, we don't want no drama. They don't have any in Kansas City. It's something to be envied. It's something to be a little jealous of, honestly. I mean, no drama, no quarterback drama. Anyway, I mean, it, it, it just hasn't. You think about think about quarterback drama, man. We could just sit here and make a list: Seattle, Green Bay, Arizona, Baltimore, Miami with Tua and Brady and all of that stuff. Okay, um, Cleveland, Houston. With Deshaun Watson, right? Um, I mean, you want to go back in time a little bit? Minnesota with Favre and Green Bay. I mean, quarterback drama. Guys wanting out. Guys wanting to get paid. Guys, you know, whether you should pay him or not. Quarterback drama is is like a staple of the National Football League. And yet this morning in the Kansas City Star, there was, I thought, a really thoughtful, interesting, kind of thought-provoking piece about how in Kansas City, in a lot of NFL markets, you trade away the best wide receiver on the team, the go-to target for the last five or six years. Maybe the best in the NFL. Maybe the best in the NFL. 
You trade that guy away. And you're going to have drama. You're going to have a pissed off quarterback. You're going to have a man. What are you doing? Are we trying to win a Super Bowl or not? Right? Why are you not paying Tyreek Hill? And the story about the lengths that the Chiefs front office and Andy Reid went to to make sure Patrick Mahomes was cool with it. You cool? I mean, not, not that he had veto no, power over it, it, right? Just, just we're going to communicate with you every step of the way what we're going to do. Here's why we're doing this. Here's why we're doing this. Here's why we can't pay him this much. If we pay him this much money, we can't do these five things: A, B, C, D, and E. We can't do yep. your so, your buy in is essential to this. So we're going to two weeks before they traded Tyreek Hill, they call it separately. The GM and Andy Reid separately called Patrick Mahomes to say, hey, just let you know right now. That's exactly what Russell Wilson wanted in Seattle and never got. That's exactly what what Aaron Rodgers wanted in Green Green Bay and didn't get. Yep. Just tell kind me what's what Kyler Murray on. wants here. Yep. Just tell me what's going on. And there's a fine Keep line. In the loop. There's a fine line between being in the loop and having say. Right, and I'm sure Patrick Mahomes has has some level of say there. There's a it's it's one thing to be kept in the loop. It's another thing to say I want that guy go get that guy. I want this offensive coordinator go get that offensive coordinator. There's a little bit of a difference there, but man, all of the drama that swirls around. And maybe one day there will be drama with Mahomes in Kansas City, but so far, I mean, it, it really is. After everything we went through with Kyler Murray this off season, oh my God, I mean. Just the start of the season alone is it's beautiful to think about that the drama of Kyler and the Cardinals and all that crap we talked about all summer long. Finally, we can put that behind us and just get to playing some football. It's been yeah. really nice. They've been able to avoid that in Kansas City. Yeah, the, the Kyler Murray has wanted three players, wanted the Cardinals to draft three players, and they didn't draft any of those guys. So it could be interesting that that. You know, that this year they go out and they they get Hollywood Brown and they go out and they get Cody Ford in an effort to maybe make Kyler Murray happy and get him some of the guys. Three times he has asked for players for them to draft this player, gave his recommendation, guys he knew, recommended highly, endorsed those guys, and they didn't and they didn't draft them. So um, then now this year they go out and they get a couple of guys that that he liked. But I think with Kansas City. I mean, four AFC championship games in a row. They've won a Super Bowl. It is interesting to see if there's pressure on them this year, right? I mean, so if they have a five-year run and only win one Super Bowl, is there, because they won the one, is there no pressure? I mean, they lost to the Bengals last year. Uh, they lost the Super Bowl the year before that. I think when the you, year before they won the Super Bowl, they lost in the AFC championship game. I think when you get to the level of Kansas City... And I think this applies to a, a, a few teams in the NFL this year. Just expected to win it every year. It, it, if you don't, it's a failure. Yeah, like it's it's it is truly Super Bowl or it's a failure. And I think Kansas City's in that category. I think Tampa Bay's in that category. I think Green Bay's in that category. I think there are just certain markets where, man, what else is there left for you to do? Right? Like, like, what else? How else are we supposed to judge success around here unless you win a Super Bowl? And, and I yeah, think they lost that game at Arrowhead Stadium last year, too. Oh, yeah. That was the, at home. The 21, the three. Yeah, they lost to the Patriots the first time with the first growth. That was, that was at home. Yeah. Matter of fact, all four of them, the last four have been, been at home. All of the. They've all been at home. They're the, all been Kansas City. The two the conference championship games that they yeah, lost the, the last ACT. four conference championship games they've all been in Kansas City. Well, I mean they won two of them. They, they won, won two, two of them. They, they won two right. of them. They won a Super Bowl and they lost a Super Bowl. Right. But the other two, yeah, they, they were they lost it. At, they yeah. were at home the first year. They lost to the Patriots. 
And the last year, they lost to the Bengals. And in the in-between, the two, they won a Super Bowl, lost a Super Bowl. But all of those championship games were all at Arrowhead. Yeah, and they blew it in the second half of that game. Yeah. They were, And that's supposed to be like one of the best home field advantages in football. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny to think about it, too? So is Lambeau. And yet the Packers, and the Packers aren't winning the there. 49ers at home last year in the playoffs in the first right. round. What the heck? What in happened? In the snow, in the most Green Bay conditions ever on that Saturday night. And they still couldn't beat the 49ers at home in what's supposed to be the quote-unquote best home field advantage. So, yeah, I think you can make a short list. And it's a very short list of teams. I think Buffalo this year is on the list because everybody thinks they're going to win it. There are probably four teams every year that if, if they don't win it, the season's just a failure. It's just you failed. You know, I I don't. You can sit here and say, "Yeah, we went to the conference championship game." Don't care. We went to this. Don't care. Did you win a Super Bowl or not? And I think Kansas City's on that list. Tampa's on that list. I think Seattle was. See, oh, absolutely, Seattle. New England used to be on that list. Yeah, New England used to live on that list. Mm-hmm. If you don't win a championship, who cares? It was a failure. And they're not on that list now. Who else would be? Dallas isn't on that list. Green um, Green Bay for Green, sure. Green Bay, Tampa. Buffalo was New Orleans when Breeze was there. Yes, yes. Expectations where you got Drew Breeze, go win a Super Bowl. Yep. Peyton Manning, basically any team he ever played on, go win a Super Bowl. Those are your expectations. It's a failure if you don't. You're the best quarterback in the NFL. Go win one. That's the deal. That's the deal. You know, like the Denver. Those expectations aren't on Denver. I don't think. I don't think it's a failure if they don't win the Super Bowl this year. Maybe. Maybe it is there. Because they went out and got Not Russell Wilson. Year. I think that they expect. I would, if I'm a Denver fan, I would expect that in this in uh, in this contract that Russell Wilson signed, he's going to deliver me a Super Bowl. And if he does, I'm going to be happy. And if he doesn't, I'm not going to be happy. But that's what I would expect. Sometime during the run, he needs to when, win. When one. the Lakers yeah. got LeBron, what was the deal? You got to deliver a title. They got a title. The Seattle when when Denver got Russell Wilson, it was like I don't. We got to win it right now. No, they're going to sign you to an extension. You're going to be there for a number of years. You got to win one while you're there. You yeah. got to win one. They'll give you all the resources, but you got to deliver one while you're there. That's what I would expect about a Bronco. Fan. I continue to be fascinated, and I get it. He's Tyreek Hill. I continue to be. Really curious about all of the concern there is about Kansas City's offense without Tyreek Hill. They're going to well, be. Because Juju Smith-Schuster was not good last year. He didn't play him any games. He was injured. Yeah. Only played in a few games. So he had the worst year of his career. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who you like very much, is still just more of like a deep threat guy. He's not a guy you're going to count on for seven catches a game. So you trade Tyreek Hill in for these two guys, and it's just, yeah, I mean, there's question marks on them. There are quite, I, I know you like Valdez-Scantling, and I do too. But he's just more of one of those guys that's gonna like almost like a John Brown type. I'm gonna I'm gonna break a couple of big ones for you, but I'm not gonna be your clutch receiver. And Juju Smith Schuster, he didn't do anything last year, so th- so he's kind of like on a prove it deal right now. Fair. I just think on any team that's got Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey, they'll figure it out. And their offensive line is good. Yeah, they'll figure it out. Yeah, I would. I would. I might think, think they would too. By the way, happy start of the season to you. Season's oh, on. The game's on. There it game is. Game is on. There it is. Look at that. Wow. The NFL season has begun, and they're like a minute into the game. Buffalo's driving. They're already near midfield. Let's go. And and you know, as a Cardinal fan, you're so hoping the Bills win this game oh, right now. So hoping. Yeah. Yeah. So hoping. Give the Rams that first loss. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, time to go overseas and check on the Phoenix Suns and a guy that's been counted on to deliver this year has been spotty so far. We'll give you the Dario update next on the Burns and Gambo show. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo.
Well, it didn't take long for the Buffalo Bills to Man. march 75 yards in nine plays and a five minutes beautifully designed play and a touchdown pass from Josh Allen to uh, Gabe Davis and um, seven nothing just like that. Buffalo's wow. up on the Rams. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty. Buffalo's good. They're really good. Yep. I don't know if... Let's I, go Bills. They're the favorite to win the Super Bowl, and that's... I, I don't know if I'd want to be the favorite to win the Super Bowl, because it's just so hard. What was our little thing we had earlier? I said, uh, you, how many teams would you take to give up the field? And I said, I, I can name that in in three tunes. Three, and, and, I, and because of that... I would take three teams spe- to give everybody else the field. Specifically, the three teams you took, I didn't take that bet. Because Buffalo? I was, Buffalo was one. Kansas City. That was two. Green Bay. Those are exactly the three teams that I would want to choose. Could have took the Rams, but you know, just nobody wins back to back Super nope. Bowls anymore. So it hasn't hard. been done in two decades. So those are exactly the three teams I would have chose to wow. say. I'll take those three. You can have the. I field. just want to see Matthew Stafford's first pass. <laughs> that elbow, some kind of elbow surgery, just, right? Just like see, some sort of procedure. Procedure. Or he's handing off to, I think that's Cam Akers on the first play. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. How they don't have that 75-year-old left tackle anymore either. He's no, gone. Andrew Whitworth is, Andrew Whitworth is, is retired at 75, <laughs> the oldest player in the history. Tom Brady has, would have to play 30 more years to top him. Like, there's a lot to look at this year. I mean, I do want to keep my eyes. I, I can't, like, I'm fascinated by, look, we've never seen Tom Brady be bad. We've never seen him be bad. I, I wonder if we're going to see Tom Brady be bad. That is an excellent question. I've never seen him be bad. You know, I actually think there's a real good chance we are going to see Tom Brady be too. bad this year. I, I really do, too. do. I mean, it's hard to say that because he's always been so great. But like, if he's doing, if he is having marital problems, like the New York Post is reporting, and she left and took the kids and didn't come back to the Tampa house, and like, uh, you know, who knows? Like, uh, that's got to play on the vacuum. But most, almost every single athlete you saw. I mean, even Michael Jordan at the end with Washington, like he wasn't that good. He was mm-hmm. still like he was like. You know, Willie Mays with the Mets. You think of all the Steve Carlton couldn't get anybody out his last four years in base. Most most great athletes, you see them at the end, and they're, they're not good anymore. In fact, we, on the other monitor up here, we have tennis. And one thing that struck me about Serena's last match on that Friday was how Father Time is just undefeated. Yeah, some unseated player from Australia and, beat her. And, 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 I mean, Serena gave everything she had. And you could no, just was, tell watching it just wasn't enough. No, I was it, rooting for her. I wanted her to see her make a run. just wasn't Enough. All right, you want to see Matthew Stafford pass? Here you go. No, third and eight. Third and eight. I think I don't think he's thrown up until this point. Here's third and eight. Let's see how that elbow looks. He drops back to pass. He throws. He pump fakes. He throws, and he finds a wide wow. open. Who else? Cooper Cup down the field for fifteen All right, yards. Maybe he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Yeah, never mind. never mind. Totally overrated. Matthew Stafford's fine. Nothing yeah. to worry about here. All right, there he goes. Third and eight. Gets a big, like a 20-yard pass play to Cooper Cup. <laughs> all right, let's talk Suns basketball for a minute. Yeah, let's do it. Um, because, uh, of course, all eyes continue to be on this boy on Bogdanovich and whether they're going to add him or not. Yeah, four teams. I am reporting four teams are interested in Bogdanovich. The Suns, the Knicks. The Dallas Mavericks and the Lakers are all, are all interested in Boyan Bogdanovich based on what uh, what I'm reporting. 
the Eurobasket um, f- tournament, I wasn't paused on what to call it for a second, has reached the elimination stages. And, of course, Croatia, Dario Saric's team, has uh, advanced to the elimination round. They're going to play Finland sometime on Sunday. Now, I'm not going to sit here and act like I've watched one minute of the Eurobasketball totally tournament. for Finland. Uh, are you? It's a beautiful oh, country. That's, that's right. You love Finland. I that's love right. Finland. But I am interested in how Dario plays because he hasn't played for a year, and he's getting some minutes in this tournament. Yeah, You expect him to be rusty. You expect him to need the work. Um, Gerald Bourget today from PHNX Sports tweeted out kind of the composite numbers for Sarich so far during the first five games of Eurobasket. Eight and a half points per game, nearly seven rebounds per game, two and a half assists, two and a half turnovers per game. He's shooting a about 32.5% from the floor. He's shooting about 30% from the three-point line. I, Not great. I spoke with an NBA executive yesterday who's you know following this very closely, and he said he's terrible. That he's absolutely brutal. He's slow. He's he's not reacting very. He's just terrible. Like he's worse than he's ever been. Now, he's coming back from injury, and maybe it'll take more time. Um, but I was like, and I was talking with somebody like, should they, you know, who should they put in a package? Jay Crowder or Dario Saric? And I was talking to this one executive said they should put Dario in. He can't help them. Like he's like this. He's not. He's not good. Like he is not good. It's just really, really slow. Um, now again, he is coming back from an injury and maybe it'll take a little bit extra time but he he does not look very good. I think Von Miller just sacked Matthew Stafford. That's his see. old teammate that he won a Super Bowl Von Miller with. off the edge against, against the, uh, the, uh, the, the left tackle. The left tackle. Oh, just, oh, oh yeah. Him. Just absolutely, yeah. yeah not that. So third and 14 for the Rams in their opener, and they're going to punt on their opening drive after falling well short on third and 14. They got right around to midfield on their first drive, and the Buffalo Bills are going to... Can you tell we're a little excited the football's back? It's like, oh, we're doing I, a radio show? No, let's just watch a football game. Let's just talk about the game that's going on. Let's not do a radio show. Why is that? expect me football. to talk about this game tomorrow if I can't watch it. <laughs> like, come on. That's true. That's a good point. Um, look, Dario, we have long thought that Dario might be an important re-addition yes. for the Suns this yeah, year. The because Dario the, that we knew before yeah. the injury was a guy that you know you could play for small ball five. He could help. He could pass. He could shoot the three. He could space the floor. There was a lot to like about him. Dario, after the injury, that you know that that's another I story. And, and look, I know, I know the people that you speak to when it comes to this, and I know yeah. the trust level that you have. I mean, man, it's been five games. We've got to cut the guy a little bit of slack, right? It's been five games since he blew out his ACL. I mean, it's gonna. It's not all going to come back overnight. No, no, and that's why I've said that. Like, he's, he's just coming back from the injury, but so far... He does not look very good. Does not look like an NBA player so far through those games. Yeah. Did you see uh, Bogdanovich so far and some of the numbers he's put up? No, give me those numbers well, from Bogdanovich. I, okay, so again, this came, okay, so I got this from, this was in Croatia's last game. Okay. Bogdanovich had 27.7 rebounds, three assists, three steals. He was four or five from the three-point line. Two first-rounders in a second. Let's go. <laughs> what was he from? What was he from three? Uh, four or five. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh my god! I, I just want him. He's perfect. I just want this guy in the Suns. He'd be perfect. He would be perfect. He'd be perfect. Just a perfect acquisition. I'm trying to make it happen.
<laughs> you're trying to make you're trying to make it happen. I'm trying what, to make it happen. Please tell me in the audience what exactly have you done to try to make this happen? I'm, I'm just curious. Trying to I'm trying to get Bogdanovich. I would I would like Bogdanovich here. I would too. I would too. Are you are you, are you lighting a candle? Are you saying a prayer every single night? I mean, I know you talk to very important people every day. Are you expressing opinions to very important? Yes. What are you doing to try to make this happen? How are you working on our behalf? That's yes. what I want to know. Expressing my 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 feelings on the situation. That's, yeah, that's you know what? That's never really been a problem for you. I've I've talked about some offers. You know, I don't know if they'll actually agree with you know. Not that I could actually make the official offer because I can't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think I can, you, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what if I gave you this, this, and this for Bogdanovich? <laughs> can, can you imagine if you actually brokered a deal? If you were actually the go-between between two teams to broker a deal, that would be. It's all going to be in the book. The that would be that's going to be in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the time I got Boyan Bogdanovich on the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. I talked to this guy, talked to that guy. It was the go-between. I was the one talking between the two guys, and I got him in here. Ah, that's what I'm saying. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, the NFL is opening this weekend, and not just tonight with the Rams and the Bills, and of course in San Francisco, all eyes. Jimmy G, Trey Lance, a locker room divided. Not if Kyle Shanahan has anything to say about it. We'll talk about it next. Burns and Gambo. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? Buffalo Bills domination. What's on tonight? So far, there you are. They're just moving the ball like it's like the Rams can't stop them. The Rams are providing very little resistance to the Buffalo no. Bills right now. It's just like I'm gonna we're gonna throw on you because you can't stop us. Yeah, very little. Wow, um, that is impressive. Seven nothing right now. The Rams um, got to midfield on their first drive and then had to punt. And Josh Allen is just he's the maestro back there. It's about a minute to go in the first quarter of this game, and they are driving. They're not quite in the red zone yet, but they're getting close. Gabriel Davis. Already has the first touchdown for the Bills on what was, I think, like a 20-yard pass or so from Josh Allen. No D-backs tonight. No D-backs. I've D-backs enjoyed watching. Tonight. I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss not having a D-backs tonight. Yeah, they're not. They're not back at it until tomorrow when they take on the Colorado Rockies. According to the D-backs website, the pitching probables for this weekend has Zach Gallen going on Sunday. So that scoreless inning streak would not resume until then. So we'll see if he can That would get... be an extra day's rest, wouldn't it? What, you, what did you just do that for? Sorry, I was trying to signal interception. So oh, Josh Allen just got picked. What? Never mind. Slid right through the receiver's hands, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right through oh, Mc- yeah. McKenzie's hands. Yep. Just couldn't. That was not on Josh Allen. No. That was, that was on, on McKenzie. McKenzie all the way. Um, so that's on tonight. Diamondbacks you know st- are not on tonight. You know what I started? I, I did. I don't know why I did this the other day. Anybody ever watch The Walking Dead? Uh, I, watched- I watched it for a number of years, and then it got like the same. It was the same thing, so I stopped. Mm-hmm. So I probably haven't watched it in like five years. But apparently, like it's still going on. I didn't even know this, but it's like still going. <laughs> it is. So like I saw like this preview the other day, like the last three episodes. I'm like, you know what? What the hell? So I went back, and whatever the last season was, I went to the season before that. Like, say there's 11 seasons, I went to season 10 and watched the last episode of season 10. Okay. And it was all about uh, Negan. The whole thing was about Negan. That's the Jeffrey Dean Morgan guy, right? It was all about Negan, how he lost his wife, uh, and that's how he became Negan. He's the guy with the bat, His wife was named Lucille, and she died, and then that's how he got the bat, and he named the bat Lucille, and, you know. 
this show was just like one episode was all about him. Like, God, I haven't literally, I haven't, I haven't watched this show in five or six years. I like, stopped watching it after a while. I get it. Like, the zombies are trying to get you and you're trying to get away. And like, I, it's the same. So, but I, it's still going on. Like, it's, I don't know. It's like, uh, it's, 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 it's still going. It's still there. And they've got like. So I watched an episode last night and I didn't go back to like when I left off. Mm-hmm. I figured, let me just check the last episode out of the season before whatever the last season was. I think there's like two or three spinoff shows too. Of The Walking Dead, there's like The Walking Fear Dead, the Fear walking the Walking Dead. dead. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. It's like, yeah, we're good. We're fine. Yeah, like, so we're I mean, like zombies. Yeah, the last I remember, like, Rick got taken, and I don't even know if he's back. No, I don't. I don't even know if Rick's back. Rick is back. He got taken in a helicopter. Show, but I don't think Rick is back. But yeah. I haven't seen it in, honestly, like, five or six years, and I was just, I, I put it on, and I'm like, okay, all right, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Let I don't know. have any other shows to watch. I'm like all out of shows right now. Well, let me know how that turns out for you. You you let me know. Uh, also, I just did not on your. Why? Well, but you're not done oh, with if it, if right? I, if, I, if you keep watching, watch you let me know. Episode. Yeah. Yes. Let me know. Uh, also uh, on our airwaves tonight. So when we're talking about what's on tonight, the Big Red Rage is on next. Jalen Thompson joins Paul Calvisi and Ron Wolfley tonight. Talk about his contract extension, being named captain, his relationship with Budapest. Baker, take a limo to the show now. Isaiah and Saban Collins and the Chiefs in week one. Yes, he can. Jalen Thompson is going to roll up for that bad boy tonight. Uh, six to seven, the Big Red Rage coming up next here on the Burns and Gambo show. Um, so the season opener right now, seven nothing. The Bills have the lead. They're just at the end of the first quarter right now. Of course, this weekend, the first full weekend of NFL football, we're very excited about it. One of the things that's going to bear a lot of attention is going to be the 49ers and and Trey Lance has the job. Jimmy Garoppolo has a roster spot. And the way the story is told, when they made the decision to do this and restructure Jimmy G's contract, Kyle Shanahan, the head coach there, went to 15 veteran players, leaders in the locker room and said, this is what we're going to do. And what I need you guys to do is stick with Trey Lance the way you stuck with Jimmy G when he struggled. Yes. Don't let this room get divided. Here's Kyle Shanahan yesterday. I mean, we all know how it'll go. I mean, I also know if Jimmy wasn't here and Trey did bad, how it would go. Um, so we understand that. Um, the fact that he has a successful quarterback behind him, that's obvious how that, that narrative will be and understandably so. I think our players also know um, Jimmy went through some t- tough times too and they had his back um, regardless of if they thought there was a better option. They had his back and you got to realize when you do struggle, those guys know it's a lot harder to play well when no one has your back, and you got to help guys through that. And I think we got the guys who can do that. I think our guys did that for Jimmy when he was here, even when he was having some tough times, and allowed him to fight through that. And I believe our guys will do the same thing for Trey. They're so concerned about this. Oh, come they are so concerned you know about what? Trey I'm, Lance I'm having so a couple of bad games. That. Seriously, that was my number one takeaway. They so are concerned to death. Trey Lance death. is going to suck. Right. Like, and, and that the lock, then the locker's going to be divided, and you're going to have all these players calling for Jimmy G five games into Trey Lance's season. You're going to ruin the kid. And it's their own fault for keeping Garoppolo. Now, maybe it works out for them. Maybe it works out for them. 
but maybe it doesn't. Maybe yeah. it completely backfires and you ruin Trey Lance. It's, I mean, it's so funny that you said that because I heard that soundbite. I didn't notice it the first time I played it a couple of hours ago. I heard that soundbite and I thought, oh my God, they are really scared that Trey yeah. Lance is going to be awful. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, just like Jimmy G struggled. Remember, Jimmy G struggled. Hey, don't forget Jimmy G yeah. had his struggles. And just like reminding everybody that it's not going to be don't perfect. Turn don't, don't turn on him. Don't turn on him. Because yeah. you know the second. Listen, he's got, they have one of the best rosters in the NFL. They want to win a Super Bowl. And if their quarterback's not good enough, you know those players are going to be like, listen, this guy's not good enough. He's not ready. What are you doing? Go to Garoppolo. They're going to have to. I would do that if I was a player. You and I both cited a, uh, I can't remember where we read it because we read so much stuff going into every show, but there was a season preview for the 49ers. It might have been Peter King in which he said, look, two through 53, this is the best roster in the NFL, yep. right? It's, it's just, just one. It's just the one. It's just the one. And, and that's, you know, you, you, we all tend to overvalue quarterback play in the NFL. But at the same time, it's the quarterback. There's a reason why those guys get paid $40 million a year. There's a reason why those guys command the power that they do. It's the freaking quarterback. And so you can have as great a roster from 2 to 53 as possible. But if you don't have the right guy at the one, and it, it just it sounds it's, it like everybody else down, Kyle yeah. Shannon. Hannah's worried they don't have the he guy. He is, of course. We met with 15 guys. We told them, please, please, please. If Trey has a bad game, don't turn on him. Don't don't be pushing Jimmy. Don't be looking at Jimmy and saying, you know, just leave Jimmy alone. Don't backstab. Don't whisper behind Trey Lance's well, they, back. If just you didn't be bring, support. If you didn't bring Garoppolo back, they wouldn't have. But the fact that you brought Garoppolo back right. means it gives them the ability to do that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's just, burn the ships, man. With, we've landed on the new world and there's no going back. But when you keep Keep Jimmy Garoppolo. You've got that one ship just in case you decide the new world isn't where you want to be. You've got an escape route, right? You got a place to go. So odd that they kept him, right? Nobody would have, nobody was expecting that they were going to keep him. Yeah, that's crazy. Bills, uh, Bills forced the forced the punt after the turnover um, by Buffalo interception off McKenzie's hand. They just forced the punt. It's so fun to have football back. I'm so, it's welcome back. Welcome back, football. Glad to have you. Nice to see you. I gotta go home and watch you now. <laughs> go home and watch you for three hours. That's it. We're out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. Straight up two o'clock right here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.